0: Thomas? Michael! You know, I used to call you Psyche Mikey. <laughs> that's right. Because you were psychotic. <laughs> but now that you've got properly medicated, you're just so much more Mikey to me than Psyche. You know, one time we should tell the
1: people how we met and everything. When we got together. But that's for another time. That's another time. Do you think this is crazy? I got a ask you question about this. Last night, my wife and I went to our favorite Italian restaurant. We've been going to it for over 20 years. I guess maybe nine or ten times a year. And in all those 20 years, nine times and 10 times a year, we've gotten the exact same dish, both of us, for all that time. You think that's crazy? Well, you know what you like. (laughs) What is that dish? Tell me. It's seafood pasta, and it is to die for. The sauce, he'll never tell us what we've tried to get the sauce recipe, he won't tell us. And he just puts so much seafood in there. You know, mostly places you go, they throw a shrimp in, they throw... A calamarian, he smothers this thing with shrimp calamari clams are the clams like tender and juicy well they're smothered in all that red yeah, sauce i know
0: but here's the problem with clams you know kind of like calamari unless it's cooked properly it can be chewy and i right. don't like that oh right? no it's not chewy okay good good <laughs> he cooks it correctly so you don't think we're crazy no uh, hey listen Before my wife, Karen, got that shellfish allergy, that was our favorite dish. She can't get that anymore, and I tend to not get it because, you know, me eating all that delicious shellfish in front of her kind of seems mean,
1: right? (laughs) We fight on the way to the restaurant because I'll say, Claire, why don't you try something different tonight?
0: You can have like family style and she can have some of yours. You can have some of hers. And then she says, no, you try something different. I'm getting the same (laughs) thing.
1: Anyway. That's so
0: cute. You're hopelessly romantic. And I know you've got a big wedding anniversary coming up and you guys are
1: going to New York, right? That's right, pal. We're going to go to the Big Apple and uh, get lost in those multitudes of people. Very good. Now, I'm thinking about you right now because I know you're probably looking for a swimming suit. When's the last time you bought yourself a swimsuit? A swimsuit, actually, yep. um, I believe it was last summer. I think I might have a swimsuit for you, knowing your personality. <laughs> it's a denim swim trunk, <laughs> and it's a speedo. It's called a Jean and c- comparing jeans and speedo together. It's a polyester spandex blend swims briefs for thirty nine ninety nine. If you go on the website to see this thing. Do you remember that famous radio broadcast when the Hindenburg went down? Oh, the horror. Oh, they're dying. They're all dying. Oh, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. That's what you're going to see when you see these guys wearing these these jeans. Yeah, I don't Be-
0: think I want to see that. And please don't make me go to the website. I won't look. You got to. No. This is high fashion for the Walmart crowd. I would never wear a Speedo. How about you? Not only is it a Speedo, it's a
1: denim Speedo. Yeah, what does that do? I don't know. I call them dungaree diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a good one. (laughs) My only question, suspenders or no suspenders? Oh, definitely suspenders. I mean, if you're going to look stupid, go all the way. Here's what the creator says. He says they're like eating a bag of chips. In church, everyone looks at you in disgust, but deep down they want some too.
0: (laughs) I don't think so. Uh,
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Why don't you try wearing that to church? Yeah,
0: that's a great idea.
1: Do you know why they call them Speedos? Why? (laughs) Because when people see you wearing them, they speed the hell out of there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, we used
0: to go to Aruba years ago. You know, before the whole Natalie Holloway thing. Now it's just—I don't know. It just—it's not as sexy to go to Aruba anymore, right? But the Europeans, right? The top, the because they were topless, and you know, the men with their fat men with their speedos. That's just the most disgusting thing you've ever seen, right? (laughs) But anyway, yeah, the speedo. I don't know who came up with that idea, but it's truly a horrible idea. I mean, unless, you know, you're waxed and you're buff and, you know, you're like some kind of bronze god guy. I can't see blotting that. Well, uh, even even in that scenario, I don't know. I guess I'm just not gay
1: enough, right? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Right. But I want you to go and just Google denim Speedo and look at some of these men wearing these so things. Now in. I know what you're doing with your free time. It's <laughs> a stupid it story, me, my man. And They want you to notice what's in the Speedo. You know what's in there? Loneliness, because I know those guys aren't getting any. Oh, yeah. And speaking of guys not getting <laughs> you need to check out our podcast <laughs>
0: and you'll understand why. Yeah, what's perfect. this world coming to? Dot com. Tom and
1: Mike. We train these Navy pilots that we have in our country. They get in these billion-dollar jets, and they get the best training ever. costs a lot of money. Do so a they couple- fly those jets in their denim up. <laughs> no. Well, so anyway, two of our Navy whiz kid pilots were out the other day in the state of Washington doing some training. When all of a sudden, they decided to get a little bit creative. And they drew a giant male genitalia in the sky. So we know what they're thinking about. <laughs> In audio captured by the cockpit recording system, the pilots can be heard discussing their proposed masterpiece. Mm. When, <laughs> I guess this brings a whole new meaning to the term cockpit. That's right. The committee officer defended the pilots, calling them both top-notch officers and capable aviators, despite the prank. <laughs> you know, mostly we see these kind of pictures on bathroom walls and train stations, right? You're hanging out at the train station again, are <laughs> <right>? you? <laughs> Just for the pictures on the wall. You know, I saw a picture of it online. It looks like a sideways ten-gallon hat to me. That's what it looked like to me. You really go for the pictures online, don't you? Oh, boy. <laughs> now, this would have been a good story if two women did it. You know, two Navy pilots. Yeah, grown men, hand trained, educated, talented, and they're still drawing <laughs> pictures of men's whatever members. Tax dollars tax for members
0: only. Tax dollars well spent. Yes, sir. And by the way, speaking of phallic images, <laughs> I saw this online, and I thought it was kind of funny. Fishing lures shape like... <laughs> no, don't say yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Why do fish care? When you're eating fish, all you care about, you know, you don't care about what their sexual preference is, right? <laughs> right. You want to have some good fish. So whatever gets them in the boat, that's what I say. I guess. But yeah, isn't that weird? Yes, it is weird. And some of these guys swear by it. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's a fish don't bite. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go fishing? You know, when I was younger and my dad was still around, that was kind of a father and son thing that we did together, and I always enjoyed it. I could see myself becoming a fisherman. You know, I think fly fishing is very, very hip, very cool, but I understand it's very difficult. Like David Letterman right. is really into fly fishing. He did this interview not that long ago with Willie Geist it right. was really compelling. And they did it right on a river where they went out fly fishing together. Of course, they didn't catch anything. But, <laughs> you know, that's the biggest thing about fishing. If you don't catch anything, aren't you just bored out of your mind? Well, I could probably count on one hand the times
1: I fished in my life for that very wasn't reason. wasn't it fun? No, it was terrible. <laughs> it was just standing there, looking at your line, hoping something bites? no. But if something happens... Yeah, what are you going to do? Plus, I feel bad that the fish getting hooked in their mouth and everything. Tom and Mike. I got a depressing story that I read in the paper, and uh, I think everybody should be depressed about this. They did a study, and they found out that women need only to hold a beer in public, and people think less of her. They're perceived to be more sexually available and less human than if she was drinking water. They find them superficial, less intelligent, and lacking in self-restraint. A bottle of beer pictured with a man did not lead to the same dehumanizing effects. You know, I deal. never thought that once. How about you? No. The study's author said the findings have troubling implications that the women perceived with the beer were considered to be more intoxicated and that men pictured them with the bottle of beer that could lead to sexual assaults.
0: It just proves my point once
1: again. People <laughs> are stupid. Where do they come up with these ideas? I don't know. Well, obviously, that a lot of men see a woman standing in a corner or at a party holding a bottle of beer, and they think either they're they're half in the bag or they're... They're ready yeah. for action. What does that say about that girl in the St. Paulie girl? She's carrying six full ones in her hand. You ever see that picture? <laughs> she's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah have you Have seen the way she's scantily dressed? Oh, my. She needs... She needs yeah, <laughs> really. She, she's so suggestive. She better seek help for that sexual addiction she exactly. has. Exactly. Oh, and what happens if they see a, a woman taking a shot, you know, like a shot class? Well, <laughs> you were
0: going to say something else.
1: Do <laughs> uh, you know that beer actually contains, this is true, female hormones. And after you drink enough of them, you can either drink <laughs> or shut the hell up or drive or dr- <laughs> shut the hell up. Okay. Beer, helping ugly people get laid since 1850. <laughs> it sounds like a new slogan for Budweiser. <laughs> but isn't that terrible hey, aren't th-
0: they targeting men? Come on then, but, Don't you think that would work? But don't you find that
1: depressing That men have this perception of women? You know what? Nothing amazes me anymore It doesn't? Look who's president <laughs> Well said Well said, my friend Tom and Mike There's a man heading to trial Over a flush And you say, how could that be possible? Over a flush? Over a flush Here's the story A guy was living with his mother He's 33 years old. She tells him to get out of the house. So, despite his mother, he takes, there's a memorial on their fireplace mantle to his grandparents. They're both in urns or ashes. Before he leaves the house, unbeknownst to his mother, he takes the ashes and he flushes them down the toilet out of spite. Oh. Not only that, when he moved to his new place, he sent his mother a text and says, yes, I did it, and as soon as you die, you'll be the next in the toilet, you be, I. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. So there's a law against that? Yeah, well, he was ordered held for trial on two counts, abuse of a corpse, which I think is pretty weird, and criminal mischief. The mom said all he wanted to do was smoke pot and drink beer, and she kicked him out. Well, you know what I say? Ashes to ashes, flush to flush, right? Isn't that what they say? I don't think that's what they say. That's a rotten kid right there. (laughs) Mommy should have flushed his stash a long time ago. Really? What a rotten kid. Was his name Scott Farkas? (laughs) (laughs) I I bet Mother's Day was awkward for those two, huh? Oh, boy. It happened in Pittsburgh. So I guess they had a burial in the Ohio River, or was it the Allegheny or the Mahongahela? I always get confused. You, I've got your three rivers down. Yes, I do.
0: You're such a Pennsylvania native. Well, you know how far Pittsburgh is from Philadelphia. It's like being in another state. Yeah, it's kind of like Cleveland to Cincinnati. Right. Or, okay, Detroit to Beaver Island. (laughs) (laughs) Beaver Island. There really beavers up there? There are really beavers on Beaver Island in Michigan, and we're getting off track here. That's so right. bring me back, bring me back. I'm I'm out there swimming with the beavers right now. But do you really think this is abuse of a corpse? If it's a, if no, it's a, well, it's stupid. He, well, I still should. Put okay, the kid- maybe criminal mischief, but that's not a corpse. That's a bunch of ashes. Right. Well, the kid's a rotten kid. He needs to be in a chain gang. Yeah, Work for yeah, a chain yeah. Gang. Throw his... Judge Kent says, throw his ass in jail.
1: <laughs> and flush it down the toilet. Exactly. Right. Tom and Mike. Now, I know you exercise a lot, but do you... No, care- I don't. I, in fact, I'm oh, off, now you're off your I'm team? off the
0: wagon, man. I got to get back on. Although... What? I did spend a lot of time over the weekend in the pool. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was actually breaking a sweat. You'd be so proud of me.
1: Why can't you maintain a disciplined workout routine?
0: I don't know. I have no discipline. People listening out there, you know, if you believe in the power of prayer, say one for me that I'll find discipline and I'll get back exercise every day. I just I don't know. I but you're not I get into truth. it for a while. I go and then you know, I lose interest. But you're not telling the, the truth. It's boring
1: that, to me. You're not telling the truth about your discipline. I know how disciplined you are. You're like a workhorse.
0: You take your Well, I'm disciplined in certain things. Right. Other things that but I don't more... like to do. Things that I like to do. I just don't like exercise. I know but... it's not good. I shouldn't say
1: that, but it's true. Listen to this. This is kind of amazing. This is an intensive study. That they interviewed, not interviewed, they surveyed over 500. Who's they? It's called Leicester University out of London. They have data on over 474,000 people. And the average age was 52. So a lot of people younger, a lot of people older. And they found that women who walked briskly had a life expectancy of 87 years. Men who kept up the pace had a life expectancy of 84 years. Now listen to this. Slow walker women only had a life expectancy of 72, and for men, it went down to 64. That's a big drop. What about guys that talk real fast?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that's amazing. What about guys that have sex real fast? (laughs) Come on, can I have anything that would benefit my longevity But doesn't
1: that jump out at you and say, holy crow, if you can walk fast, you can live to be 88 or 85 if you're a man. And I mean, that doesn't seem to be that big a deal just to walk fast, is it? Plus, if you walk fast, it makes you harder to get stabbed in a big city, right? In the words
0: of the great boot walker, (laughs) feet start walking.
1: If this is true, why don't you tell this to elephants and tortoises? Tortoises live to be about 125 years, right? How fast do they go? Not fast. Do they live that long? Yes, they do. Man,
0: you are a wealth of information. (laughs) You know, so if I got a pet turtle, I'd be okay. I wouldn't have to worry about losing it anytime soon. Do you
1: know if you walk backwards, you get younger yeah yeah <laughs> uh, hey i'm gonna have to try that will my treadmill go backwards <laughs> women do walk fast <laughs> women do walk faster than than men because i know when i walk with my wife i'm taller than her you think i'd have a longer gait but she's always like five feet ahead of me yeah what's she, up with that i don't know she just excels in everything she's so far <laughs> ahead of you oh my gosh the only time you see fat people walking fast in this country is when they're approaching a the dominoes or a fast food place correct that's right yes but I mean, think about that. Now, I might get you thinking to get out there and walk. That's not hard to do, Thomas, to walk. Brisk walking. You got a beautiful neighborhood. Get out there and use it. You got a
0: beautiful wife and <laughs> a beautiful neighborhood. And together we make beautiful walkers. <laughs> if people can walk fast, what that mean for runners? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some people say that if you're using those things too much, you wear them out. Right. So. We don't want to wear them out, do
1: we?
0: No. So uh, my plan to <laughs> watch TV instead
1: of walk might not be a bad one. Ugh. Tom and Mike. All right, now here I got a little quiz for you. They just did a survey. It was on travel. Who's uh, they? It's called Seven Travel. It's a website. They Seven surveyed. Travels? It's called Seven Travels. Do they way- have any credibility? Well, I don't know, but I can only do what I read. I can only report what I read. It's They interviewed a bunch of people, and they found out the 10 most attractive U.S. accents. Can you guess what the top? Uh, oh, that's a
0: fake story. That is totally a fake story. You know how I know this? How do you know it? Because this uh, seven travels or whatever is a total. Just to people interested in them through social media and that kind of thing, they keep picking the you know top five cities or whatever around the country, and they have people in those areas talking about those cities and it drives traffic to their website.
1: How do you like that? You might be right, because number eight blew my mind. Number eight was Philadelphia. And there's no way in God's heaven that Philadelphia accent is attractive. Okay,
0: you you can continue. But again, this is put together for people in these regions, and you're going to see why. Go ahead, quickly go through your list. Texas was number
1: one. Texas, okay, now what does that tell you? Uh, Boston was number two. Okay, what does that tell you? If Texas is one and Boston is two, then I guess the sound of soft chewing is three, because I don't believe it. Yeah, no, don't believe it. New York was three, Maine was four, Chicago five, Mississippi six, Hawaii was seven. What is, I don't even know if there is a Hawaiian accent. No,
0: there isn't, but think about all these areas. You're talking about roughly half the U.S. population, right?
1: You know what the worst five
0: were? What? (laughs) Long Island. Nobody's going to worry about that. But even people with the worst will spread the
1: bad news, too. you got to understand, right? Yep. Second worst was New Jersey, followed by Minnesota, Southern Ohio, and last, the Pennsylvania Dutch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not one of those things, good or bad. I could tell you much better accents and much worser accents. Like, <laughs> like the one you got like, right like now. You,
1: yeah. that <laughs> yeah, regularly? You know, Boston sounds like Aussies with marbles in their mouth to me. You know,
0: the sexiest accent in my mind. Georgia? No, no, not at all. What? It's not a U.S. accent. Oh. It's an English accent. A beautiful woman with an English accent. And conversely. Pip-pip. Because she sounds classy. She sounds sophisticated, right? Yep. The worst accent, okay, and the unsexiest. Okay, here's a beautiful woman. She's just voluptuous in every way, and she opens her mouth, and she's this hick from God cool. only knows where, and it's like fingernails up the chalkboard, right? Yeah. It's terrible. Anyway, so th- my so two cents. You- I didn't say where that hick accent was from, did right. I? See? So this was a fake whole story. I have yeah, to go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to see all kinds of different versions of that all over the internet, because they're trying to drive traffic to their <sighs> website. My friend, you know, I keep telling you this. Not everything you read on the internet is true. I know that crushes your bubble. Uh, I know, right. I will, know. It's
1: shocking, right? I'm going out to the shed and S- whip myself. So shocking. <laughs> I'm going to go beat myself But in here's the shed. a place
0: that you can always count on the truth. What's that? It's our daily podcast. Oh, and please. Michael please tell the people I know you're hurting but pull it together tell <laughs> my, the folks what the address is
1: I'm going to get my credibility back the address is what's this world coming com. Tom and Mike